Donald Trump will go on trial next month, Greece legalized same-sex marriage, and college basketball's brightest star set a scoring record. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Friday, February 16th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one, an ex-FBI informant was charged with lying about the business dealings of President Biden and his son, Hunter. Yesterday, charges were announced against Alexander Smirnov. He's a former source for the FBI, and he's accused of making up a bribery scheme involving the Bidens and a Ukrainian energy firm. Republicans had cited Smirnov's claims as they attempted to build a corruption case against the president in an effort to impeach him. But yesterday's indictment implies that some of the most sensational charges Republicans have leveled at Biden were based on lies. In response to the news, Representative Jamie Raskin, who's the ranking Democrat on the Oversight Committee, called on House Republicans to drop the impeachment inquiry. Number two. Fonnie Willis denied allegations of misconduct during a fiery court hearing. Willis is the prosecutor in Donald Trump's election interference case in Georgia. Yesterday, she defended herself against allegations that she engaged in an improper personal relationship with Nathan Wade. Wade is her top deputy in the case. Willis forcefully denied accusations that she had benefited financially from the relationship. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. The hearing will continue today. And then a judge will consider the motions to remove Willis from the case. That would probably delay, if not outright kill, that case. But that wasn't the only Trump-related court hearing yesterday. In New York, a judge ruled that jury selection for Trump's criminal trial in that state would begin March 25th. If you're having trouble keeping up, that's the case in which Trump is accused of falsifying repayment records of hush money paid to the former adult film star Stormy Daniels. If that case goes ahead as planned, it would be the first criminal trial of an ex-president in U.S. history. Number three. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has died. The anti-corruption crusader had become Russian President Vladimir Putin's main political opponent. This morning, Russian officials said that he died in a prison colony. Navalny had survived an assassination attempt with a nerve agent in 2020, and the 47-year-old had been imprisoned since returning to Russia in 2021. This story is just breaking this morning, so follow The Post for more updates. Number four. Israeli forces raided southern Gaza's largest hospital. Israel said that yesterday's operation at Nasser Hospital in the southern city of Khan Yunis was meant to recover the bodies of hostages. But Palestinian authorities said that patients were killed and injured in the raid, and the hospital lost power and water. Yesterday, the UN Human Rights Office criticized what it called a pattern of attacks by Israel against hospitals in Gaza since the war began in October. Israel is facing increasing international pressure over its planned assault on the southern Gaza city of Rafah, where more than a million civilians are sheltering. (laughs) 
Number five. Greece became the first Orthodox Christian country to legalize same-sex marriage. The bill passed yesterday across party lines. It also allows same-sex couples to adopt children, and it confers full parental rights on married partners. But it doesn't allow gay couples to become parents through surrogacy. That limitation has drawn criticism from rights groups. Even so, it's a big moment for the country's LGBTQ community which has long fought for visibility and rights in the shadow of the highly influential and socially conservative Greek church. By Gabby Marshall. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? Caitlin Clark broke the scoring record in NCAA women's basketball. That's number six. The University of Iowa superstar didn't take long to claim her place in the history books. Just two minutes and 15 seconds into last night's victory against Michigan, she swished a three-pointer. And yes, it was a logo three. That's a reference to Clark's ability to launch 30-foot shots from the edge of the center court logo. Clark went on to score 49 points in the game, which was a career high and broke records for the Hawkeyes and their arena. That moved her well past Kelsey Plum's record of 3,527 points in her college career with Washington. Clark's total is now at 3,569, with plenty of games left to play in the season. And at number seven, OpenAI launched a tool that can create realistic videos from text. Here's how it works. Users type in what they want to see, then an AI model trained on video and images creates the new video. The tool is called Sora, and OpenAI, who are the makers of ChatGPT, demonstrated it yesterday. The results are pretty amazing and occasionally unsettling. One video the company shared shows a group of puppies frolicking in the snow. You'd have to look really hard to find clues that none of the puppies actually exist. Another video shows a grandmother blowing out candles. And it's pretty convincing, until you noticed one party guest's uncanny waving hand. You can see both videos in the article on our site. This tool isn't the first text-to-video AI generator, but the length and the quality of the Sora videos go way beyond what we've seen until now. That could create exciting opportunities, but also potential problems. Even before Sora was launched, videos known as deepfakes were being used to trick and lie to voters. And one day, this technology could, in theory, allow a single person to make a film with the same visual complexity as a Marvel blockbuster. And that could change the movie industry forever. But for now, Sora can only make 60-second videos. And it's initially only available to a small group of artists and filmmakers. So you can't make a three-hour superhero movie starring yourself quite yet. That's the show for this week. The assistant producer of The Seven is Taylor White. The staff writers are Jamie Ross and me, Hannah Jewell. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn. Copy editing is by Francis Moody and Melissa No. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. Renita Jablonski is the director of audio. I'm Hannah Jewell. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. We'll be off on Monday for President's Day, so I'll meet you back here on Tuesday. <laughs>